We're just going. I've, I've already hit record. All right. Sounds <laughs> um, good. Welcome to another episode of The Artistic Director with Jacob Alexander Ferg. Frank, I didn't ask you your last name. Oh, my gosh. That's so, so <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's What's all right. your last name? Starachi. Okay. I'm sitting here with Frank Starachi. Frank, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm awesome. Doing, it's weird, actually. So I, I always ask my guests how they're doing, and... People have never asked me how I am until these last three interviews. Oh, really? Which is weird. It's just been it's like... A, it's a New York thing. Yeah, maybe it's a New York yeah, thing. Yeah, we're all like, how you doing? Hey, yeah. how you doing? All right. Hey. <laughs> um, excellent. So for the listener who is not familiar with you, can you give a brief history of yourself in the improv performance world that led you to creating, founding, leading, nuts and bolts? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, well, I was a theater major at uh, SUNY New Paltz. And I needed to take another class for three credits. <laughs> and my advisor said, why don't you take improv? And I said, is there anything else available? Um, because I, if, at that time, improv scared the hell out of me. You know, I just was like, yeah, I, I, no. And this is before Whose Lines It Anyway was around. This was before, this is like 1995. So this is before the whole, mm-hmm. the craze, I guess we'll call it. Um, so I took the class and I just fell in love. Uh, I just fell in love with it. Um, I just... Uh, wanted to do improv all the time. Like I was, you know, I didn't care about my acting class. You know, I didn't care about the Meisner technique. I didn't care about any of that because I wanted to do improv. So um, I uh, got into a troupe in New Paltz. Uh, we were called Off the Cuff, uh, just a student-run troupe. We performed, you know, Friday nights in one of the theaters, wherever, you know, wherever we, whatever theater door was open, that's where our show was, you know, was unlocked. That's <laughs> yeah. where we did our show and, uh, and it was just raw improv. I mean, it was back when you could smoke indoors. So everybody was smoking in the theater. Everybody mm-hmm. was, you know, came half drunk, you know, a bunch of college kids, you know, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, that group uh, disbanded and then, or they actually all moved to New York City and I still had a couple of years left of school. So I said, you guys have fun in New York City. I, I got to stay in school, you know, I'm not yeah. going to, you know. So I, um, I stayed for the summer. We did a, a summer repertory theater at New Paltz, and I did a, another troupe called Dixon Janes. Uh, and we uh, performed uh, after the main show of the repertory theater. Uh, we uh, performed the main show after the main show, um, just short form improv, just short form. You know, they would come up, have a couple drinks and watch, you know, these six of us performed and it was great because it was it was me and then there was a bunch of other people who who hadn't done improv before who were mm. learning and it was great to see these watch these kids grow it's kids i mean they're my age whatever <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was great to see these guys you know uh, flourish and some went on to do you know study at io and cool. um yeah, and stuff like that and others just, just you know whatever um stayed down in new pulse for a while uh didn't uh didn't quite graduate from new pulse i kind of kind of just stopped going to school and worked uh moved back home up here to rochester and um was looking for some stuff to do and a, a buddy of mine who i grew up with uh happened to move back to town from the boston area he happened to move back town and we we got talking and i said you know i really i'm looking for improv and there's no improv around that around the city and you know we're like well i was like, well i'm gonna i'm gonna start something so i looked into theater sports comedy sports and whatnot and i was gonna do that and then I said, you know, why why should I do that when I can just do my own thing? You know, why why you know why do someone else's format when I can do my own? Uh, so I just decided I'm gonna start uh, uh, I'm gonna start this troupe. I had auditions. Um, I was involved in a show uh, similar to uh, Tony and Tita's wedding or Joy and Maria's wedding. 
uh, I was in a show called uh, Let's Kill the Boss and uh, by this company, uh, Great Lakes Productions. And what happened was a couple – and a lot, a lot of the people who were in the uh, Joy Maria show were also in my show, and they did a lot of improv in that. So I said, hey, guys, I'm starting an improv show. Why don't you come audition? So I had you know all walks of life you know come to audition. Um, <laughs> funny story, a little tidbit. My mother was on the phone with the cable company and was talking to the uh, customer service rep who was there and uh, – convinced him to come audition for my <laughs> for my troop so so this guy comes in and he's like hey your mom sent me and i'm like well, all right you know um so um unfortunately he, he actually ended up not i offered him a, a position in the troop but he didn't um he he couldn't take it but uh so it just started and then we just kind of would just meet we didn't have any show plans or anything we just got together on like uh, thursday nights and just jammed just i i taught them games i taught them things um it was it was cool because it was you know me and a couple of a couple of buddies from high school were together doing this and it was like wow this is cool you know this was you know i was like 25 26 at the time and you know we we we, we improv like we had nothing to lose you know we were like you know we were like rock stars in our own eyes you know we were the only game in town and we were like yeah we're doing improv and you know we're, we're the shit and blah blah you know um, and look back at some of the stuff we did. I'm like, I can't, I'm like, wow, we didn't know shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So then it just evolved into what it is now. You know, uh, I just kind of stayed on for the past uh, 17 years as the director slash producer slash marketing slash artistic director slash yeah. performer. Uh, and I've had some members come and go. And now I have, uh, my, some members of my original cast are back and I have, uh, members of the troupe who have left, who've come back to perform with us from different eras of the troupe when the troupe was the most successful. Because, hmm. you know, with any group, you have your ups and downs, yeah. peaks and valleys. And these were people who were, like, all-stars. And so I have, like, an all-star troupe right now. Nice. Um, and so everybody that I don't have to teach, which is great, we kind of learn from each other, and we, you know, we just kind of, we know what what, t- what makes each other tick. We know what, we know how to set each other up. We know, you know, this and that. And yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome. When it's, did those people come back? Like how recently was that? Uh, well, uh, I'd say about two, three years ago. Okay. Uh, one of them came back, and then over the yeah, um, yeah, just and there was a couple that were there that have been with me for like eight, nine years, maybe ten years. Um, but uh, it's there's one guy named Scott who's been with me through the whole since the beginning. Yeah, thick and thin. <laughs> yeah, and he's uh, he moved to Buffalo and he actually drives in for the shows. Oh. He's like, I'm not giving this up, and you know, I've been. This is my baby. I'm like, hey, you know, he's committed and he's yeah. he's brilliant. More power too. Exactly. <laughs> um, great. So I like to start out. My first question is a big ambiguous question. Right. Uh, so feel free to answer it in any way, shape, or form that you wish. Right. Uh, the question is simply: What is your artistic direction? What is my artistic direction? Wow. Well, I want to do good work. You know, I want to do. I always had this thing where you know some and this is going to sound pretentious or whatever and if whatever whoever's listening they don't like it fuck off who cares okay, I can swear I can <laughs> yeah, swear you, you okay swear, cool yeah. um, <laughs> um, I want my uh, my audience members to come and have fun you know I want them to come and forget about the shit that's happening at home I want them to have a couple drinks enjoy laugh watch us you know let us entertain you for the you know hour and a half our, you know hour and 20 whatever our show is and you know what let, let us do the work you just sit back and relax and i want you to leave and i want you to come back uh again and again i want you to tell your friends that wow you know this show you know and and if we 
and if, if you came here looking for this life changing and it's, you know, it's going to impact your soul and it's going to change your life. I'm not a, totally about that. I'm more about, did you have a good time? Yeah. Did you have fun? Are we doing good work? I'm not, and I don't like to do hacky work. You know, we don't just get up on stage and drop the F-bomb for no reason. Yeah. You know, we don't do hacky stuff. We don't copy off of that. We do our own original stuff, but we do it in a fun, like it's, you're basically when you're coming to the show, you're watching, you know, these six, seven, eight friends joke around on stage for, you know, an hour and a half and you pay 10 bucks to watch these guys play around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I want to, I want to, uh, you know, um, so I guess it would be, you know, just having fun, uh, raise awareness about the art form that, yeah. and, you know, it is possible for people to, you know, you, you too can do improv, you know, you too, yeah. you know, you can, you know, you stick it out and, you know, you can, uh, you know, you can do it. So, if that answers your question, I really no, it, it, it does. It does. Uh, how receptive do you think the the community in Rochester has been to improv? Uh, Rochester has been for overall because there's the, I mean the, obviously you know there's different forms of improv and it's the, it's like us and another a couple other troops are on short form only. We don't do any long form. A lot of the troops out there do long form, so a lot of people will think that that's the, for their first foray into improv. That oh, I'm going to watch long form. You know, that's that's improv. That's that's mm-hmm. what it is. What you guys are doing is not improv. Not Until they come and see the show, they're like, "Holy shit!" Like that's you know, it's all the same. It's just yeah. it's just a matter of how you present it. It's different you know? forms. Different forms, yeah. right? Um, but I think the city, it's it's uh, Rochester is very. Um, they kind of stay where they where they are. You know, they don't travel like they used to. I mean, if uh, you know, we're here out in, on the east side in, in Fairport, so we get a lot of people that come. But we also have people that come from like like way out, like Burgeon, like way out north, you know, past past Brockport, past you know Albion, past you know, mm-hmm. that comes to our show. But uh, Rochester will will come to something once they once it's it's familiar, you know. And I think the movement in Rochester in the past ten years has has made improv familiar yeah. for people, and I think that it's it's really. Um, uh, it's, it's 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 opened up a lot of eyes that there's you know it's not just you know one one theater that does it you know yeah. it's there's other groups these you know under under the radar groups that are doing improv. How do you break that? This is a big question, but like, how do you break through that? I, I think a lot of communities experience that where mm-hmm. it's like, I know this, I'm comfortable with this, so I will go to these things. I will, I know movies, I'm comfortable with movies, I'll go to movies. Mm-hmm. How do you reach into a community and like? pull them because i feel like once someone sees one improv show there's at least an understanding there's a foundational understanding that's set how do you get the audience member in the community that's never seen improv to come to your show a lot of persistence you get (laughs) you get annoying to people um we i mean it started out the show started out with you know our parents would come and our, our family would come and you know and and we did the show every week. Now we do it once a month, but we would do it every week, every Wednesday night. And after a while, you know, it's great that mom and dad and you know your sister come to the show. It's great, but after a while, it's like, you know, how about you know my coworker? So it got to be, you know, hey, it's Wednesday, guys. I got a show tonight. Who's coming? Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, so it's just a lot of like in your face. You really have to kind of be out there. Um, you have to really almost um, keep keep the name out there. It's not like it's not like a TV show where it's on, you know, for a season and then there takes it takes some break and then it comes back and then their viewers watch it again, you know, or watch it. Um, or like these theaters that have sub- subscription series and whatnot, you know, though people will come back for that. With improv, at least with us, we have to keep reminding the audience that's out there, 
hey, nuts and bolts is still here. We're you know we're coming back in September and we're gonna have this great show. And we you know we just kind of Facebook teasers you know this and that. You know, plus we, now we have we actually have a podcast as well, so that helps us get the word out. Um, but uh, but yeah, great. Uh, so your team has had a core group of people mm-hmm. over the years. I'm curious, how, how did you when you started? How did you cultivate like the uh, the teaching style so you could all like solidify and I don't want to say homogenize because that's like a weird word, but <laughs> it's like the wrong word for this. But uh, how, how did you establish those bonds early on to keep that core group going? Over we hung out with each other a lot. Yeah. Um, we would a lot of the rehearsals would be um, we rehearsed in a basement of an apartment building in downtown Rochester because Scott, who's the one member who's been with me since the beginning was a security guard for this building. So he had access to the basement. So we rehearsed in the basement with no bathroom. Yeah. You know, so we would rehearse Tuesday, uh, Thursday and Sunday nights. We would rehearse and or practice or whatever, workshop, whatever we'd call it. And uh, then we'd go out afterwards. You know, at the beginning, we would go out, we'd go out for drinks or we'd go to someone's house and watch a movie or talk, you know, watch, you know, Who's Line or watch, you know, some, you know, one of the uh, Christopher Guest movies or something just to kind of keep it, you know, get to know each other and stuff like that. And we, um, we do that and we do that now too. You know, yeah. we're, we're friends first. Um, when I audition people or bring people on, they have to, they have to click. They can be the best improviser in the world. They come in and it doesn't click with the group. Then obviously yeah. it's not going to work. You know, I mean, Robin Williams could come in, you know, God rest his soul could come in yeah. and not get along with anybody, which I doubt it, but yeah, yeah. you know, uh, he, you know, and not work and not work out, you know? So, yeah, that's, um, what would you say the nuts and bolts style is? Because I've noticed, like, when you have a core group of people that stick together for mm-hmm. a while, there's sort of a stylization that's like almost an unspoken stylization. Do you do you have words that you can put to that unspoken? No, stylization? it's hard. It's and, hard. Yeah. It's hard to do because we're we have a, definitely have a bond. Uh, you know, it's like we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, we're we take pride in being part of nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think that. Uh, you know, we have um, uh, one of our, our hosts of the show is a, is a gentleman named Rich Cornelia, who is a uh, weatherman in one of our local stations here. And uh, he um, he says, I'm going to keep coming back as long as you keep making me laugh. And I think that's what it is. We make each other laugh. And I think that's that's it. Yeah, you don't need to define a style as long as you're making make each other laugh. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, we, yeah, we do short form. We do yeah. all that. But, you know, I think it's, it's – we're definitely a um, – uh, there we we like each other a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of independent teams before that form, don't have a consistent theater space, and then dissolve. Uh, I'm curious, what do you think kept nuts and bolts together as you were moving through different theater spaces? Um, I think it was, well, my persistence. Yeah. I think uh, helped a lot finding us a space when one space fell through. I was on the phone. I was looking for a new space. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that um, it's just the we know we have a good product, you know, or you know we know that we we provide you know a service to those people that you know we're providing this great the night of entertainment. So I think we're all like you know it'd be a waste to see it die. So I think and it would be sad. So I think that we we all kind of feel. You know, this is our baby. This is a living, breathing entity. It's, you know, it's 17. It's almost, you know, it's ready to leave the nest. uh, (laughs) We're, um, you know, we're, I think that's what it is. I think, I think that's the driving force is that we're just, we, 
it, we love it so much. The people of the troop love it so much that we're not going to let it die. And you're pretty much the only it's administrative person, uh, or are there some other people? There's other people. Okay. There's a few other people that take on, you know, marketing and, um, you know, uh, advertising, you know, marketing, everything, same thing, you know, uh, yeah. venue management, um, things like that. Yeah. How How is that dynamic where you are the quote unquote leader, but as you develop this bond, you, you sort of start seeing each other as peers and there's not really a... Uh, there's like a systematic hierarchy, but there's not really like an mm-hmm. interpersonal hierarchy. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, you're right. We, we are equals and peers on that, that front. Um, because the people that have been with the troop for as long as they have been know the artistic direction that we're in, know where we're going, know what we want to do. So they're okay to, you know, make those decisions if, you know, if, like for example, Derek, who does, uh, who's a member of the troop, he does uh, a lot of our uh, our posters and some of our PR and stuff. He knows what I what I envision and what I want, mm-hmm. so he'll just do it. And I give him the autonomy, just just do it. You know, nice. you know, you know. But they always they always come to me. Hey Frank, I have this idea. What about this? Can I use the nuts and bolts name for this? I, and so and now I'm always like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it doesn't make us look bad. It helps us. You know, and and I've shot down ideas before, but um, yeah. but they know that you know. They, we just all know what the show is and how it feels, you know. Have you ever had problems with like feeling like sometimes people get attached to a certain thing, and then when the leader is like, mm, "That's not exactly in line with the nuts and bolts." Have you ever had feelings get in the way, or are you pretty like, yeah? I guess have you ever had feelings get in the way on my end? Or? Yeah, or just in in the troop in general? Uh, yeah, I've had a couple people who have been upset at decisions I've made about yeah. things, um, and it's you know I I kind of say you know, that's just not where I want to go. Yeah. You know, that's not what nuts and bolts is about. I mean, there was uh, one guy who came to us and said, you know, you nuts and bolts will do long form, long form, long form, long form. I love long form. I think it's great. I perform long form uh, in, in, with, you know, the other groups in town. I think it's great. That nuts and bolts doesn't do long form. Yeah. We're a short form troop. That's just yeah. bottom line. You know, I'm not going to change my, my format because, Oh, this is the it thing now. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, you know, this is what they're doing in New York. This is what they're doing in Chicago. Yeah. But they're also doing short form. So, yeah. you know, so, yeah. 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 Uh, why is nuts and bolts a short form? Like, what, what does that give you? Uh, it's a short form troop because that's what I was trained in. Okay. <laughs> My improv classes uh, at New Paltz were all short form classes. Uh, we didn't get into long form until much later, and yeah. at that point, it was it sunk. It was like you know, but uh, you know. So, <laughs> um, I'm curious. So you were pretty much the inception of improv in rochester right there wasn't really like it might maybe some french things they're not really established right right how have you seen the improv community grow and change not only like in nuts and bolts but in general i guess uh it's grown a lot um some people will say it's it's an improv city i don't know if we're quite there yet yeah Uh, i would love it to be but i don't think we are there yet but uh it's grown a lot since we started when we were the only game in town other troops would come and there was always this unspoken, like, it was never, uh, there was a, like, it was an unspoken, like, um, not animosity, but just like a, oh, well, they, they think they can do that. Well, this is what we're, we're going to do this. And yeah. they're, you know, so there was kind of like a one-upmanship going on. And always with me, it was always friendly competition. Yeah. You know, um, there was uh, a group in Rochester that started and badmouthed us like crazy. Oh, man. You know, nuts and bolts is not real improv. They don't know. They're hacks, blah, yeah. blah, blah. 
And, you know, we, we performed a, uh, I got all the troops together in Rochester and started this thing called the improv challenge when it was like for like, I think it was like seven or eight weeks on Sunday nights, two troops would perform, you know, the audience would vote and then that troop would go on to the semifinals and blah, blah, blah. Kind of like a cage match. It's like a cage. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it ended up just because we, we, (laughs) people think it was fixed. Nuts and Bolts actually won the challenge, Uh but it had nothing to do with, us being the producers, yeah. it was the fact that the audience voted. Yeah. You know? Um, but this other group came and, you know, tried to sabotage some stuff. Interesting. And it was Ooh. like, you know, they were like, oh, you guys will only... We played a, we played a suggestion game, and one of the suggestions... And the audience had to ask questions um, of the improvisers on stage, and one of the questions, one of the guys says, you know, how do you justify real improv by using curse words as humor, or something like that? And it was like... Dude, don't don't be a dick. You yeah. know, like yeah. we're not. You know, and those people have gone and left, okay. and we are now best friends with this troop now because they they they've had turnover in, yeah. in in group and in in production and in management. So and like we're you know we we swap out players when we need to. You know, we yeah. uh, perform on their stage. They've come perform on our stage. So it's 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 good. It's good. I want to like how do you do? One of the things that I think you have to do as a leader is deal with adversity like that. Mm-hmm. How, how do you go about dealing that dealing with those scenarios to ensure that you and your troop still have the integrity uh, that you want your troop to have? Well, we um, uh, we do, we participate in the jams. You know, when they have the the uh, you know we have once a month. There's a group that that uh, hosts a, called an improv plate, which is based off the garbage plate here nice. in Rochester, and it's basically all everyone's invited. You come, it's free, and you pull the, they pull the names out of the hat, and then they. Then that's your team for the night. You nice. decide what form you're going to do, and then you present. You have 15 minutes to present your form, and everybody laughs, has a good time. They give out little booby prizes. It's a great time. Yeah. So we do. We go to stuff like that. Um, we. Uh, I don't get into politics with you know the f- Facebook, the flaming on Facebook or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't. You know, I just can't. Hey, you know, nuts and bolts is still here. You know, when. Yeah. You know, I support. I go to shows and try to support because that was the thing. Like, well, nuts and bolts doesn't go to any of our shows. It's like, well. Yeah. You need to tell us when the shows are. We'll be there. But also, <laughs> yeah. to say, we have day jobs. You know, there's a there's a difference because, you know, we're all in nuts and bolts or late thirties, early forties now. When we started, we were all in our mid early mid twenties, so we could go out and party and do all these things. You know, oh, there's an improv show at ten thirty on a, on a Wednesday. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Now it's like ten thirty. I, I got to work in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, excuse me. So we um, we try to support everybody, and we try to. I just try to. You know, I don't. My group is really good about bad mouth, about not bad mouthing the other groups. Yeah, you know, and not knowing that we're all in this together. We're all part of the same community. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah, you know. So I think we have everybody. That's everyone in the troop is really cognizant of that and very aware that you know we're we're not the only game in town, but we are one of the teams playing the game. Yeah. It, was that ever explicitly stated, or was that just kind of an understood thing in the in the troop? I guess what that we that, that, that we're not going to badmouth like as a troop. It was not. It was understood thing. Okay, cool. Good, good. Thing. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, we're all everyone. Everyone in the troop is a stand-up guy or girl because we have one girl. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've always only had one. Oh, there was a time we had more than one girl, but they, that didn't last long. But we've always had a girl. So it's like she's the token, and uh, yeah, and she's uh, Jeannie, the girl. Our current girl, it's like Doctor Who. It changes every couple seasons. Yeah. Uh, it's very topical because yeah, Doctor Who is nuts. exactly. Uh, yeah, but she's she's great. Yeah, top notch. Uh, you think there's a reason that it's been like there's only been one girl, or has that just been kind of like the 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 pull of chance? 
I think it's in the pull of chance, honestly. Okay. Um, I'm not opposed to. I want. I want more women in the troop. I want that. Yeah. That, that perspective. You know, I want to. You know, there was a time I had three, and I was like, you know, you three should get together and, and like do a show, a sideshow, like with us, or let me let me produce something for you. You know, like right. women of comedy. Yeah. You know, do something, and then they were like, oh, well, I don't know, yeah, but, um, but yeah, I, w- I wish more women would would uh, yeah. get up there with us and perform uh, just in general too, because a lot of these these improv jams that we go to, it's all guys, you know, yeah, which is, which is great. But at the same time, I was like, come on, come on, ladies, get up here. You're funny. Yeah. You know, the old adage that women aren't funny is not true. Yeah. It's out the door. It's yeah. because, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just not true. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting. Cause it, that's definitely an, not an issue, but a thing to acknowledge within the greater improv community is that it's a pretty male dominated yeah. form. And that's, there is there's an energy there's a feminine energy that like is very very refreshing to see on stage mm. I think in my opinion I guess like I don't know how, th- this is like a solve the problem of the improv world Frank question but <laughs> <laughs> uh, like like how, how, do you think that do you like have any idea of ways that you could like encourage like female voices to, or female like performers to like rise up through the ranks within an improv community i, I wish i knew yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't I, I just think by just more women doing it is just going to get more women to do it yeah. you know seeing um you know we had a we i remember a show that we did this is one of our random one of our shows and we had a girl in the troupe her name was jill and she wasn't in a couple uh, a few games after a while she wasn't in a few games and somebody in the audience was like where's the girl what did the girl play? You know, it's a boys' town. So I'm like, all right, all right, Jill, you want to play this game? And she came up and she killed it. Yeah. And the audience was rooting for her, you know. Yeah. And I think that just showed. And she was, you know, and she was very strong. And I think that she, um, she just kind of showed that, you know, see, yeah. women can do this. So next, you know, get up here and, you know. Yeah. And you know, when you see more women on stage and, and you're a female who's thinking about doing improv, it's just like, oh hey, yeah, like look at this. Like, yeah, it's, it's not a boys' club. Yeah, know, yeah. So. Which is, yeah, unfortunately kind of been the reputation. Anyway, yeah. so we can go on to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I'm curious, you've been doing this for about 17 years now. Yeah. Do you have advice that you would give yourself when you started out that might have, like, streamlined some things or smoothed some things out with the clarity of hindsight? Um, you will still be doing this in 15 years. <laughs> uh, you, uh, It's going to be great and just chill the fuck out <laughs> yeah. you know um just remember to have fun yeah that's did you ever have problems with like the the venue administrative financial side of things when you were starting up uh yeah we did we we did um we had a lot of trouble with our first venue uh well not a lot of trouble but we had enough where um they sort of canceled us because we weren't drawing enough crowd for them to warrant the opening of the, the, the space because it was like a, it was a dance club yeah. um on the weekend so you know and there was this little stage um that was like barred off it looked like a wrestling ring actually mm-hmm. uh so um we <laughs> uh so we did all we did our show there and the guy was like you know if i can pull in you know three four five hundred people on a friday friday or saturday night why can't you guys pull in 200 200 people for an improv show and i'm like you just answer you can't yeah. on a wednesday night in rochester you can't pull in 20 or 200 yeah. people on a wednesday night you know to at seven thirty yeah. to sit and watch a show you know we would did we did respectable for you know an improv show you know we we had a, we had a good sized crowd 
So he was very much like, well, I don't see, you know, it's like they had a kitchen that was open, but they, they closed the kitchen uh, to our show because, well, not enough people are ordering food. Hmm. So, okay, well, do they, you know, we, we kind of advertised that, hey, you know, come down, have a drink, you know, have dinner. You can, you know, watch our show, have, you know, have some chicken fingers and watch a show, you know. Right. Um, and then that was kind of a, but soon as that closed down, soon as he, he um, canceled us, so to speak, uh, I put out an email to our mailing list and said, nuts and bolts won't be performing at Club Vibes anymore. Stay tuned for our next venue. Within an hour, I got a call from someone else saying, hey, you know, I, I, I own this bar. I've seen you guys. I want you to perform at my bar. I just opened up a side room. You know, do you want this space? And I was like, yes, yeah. we do. So within two, three weeks later, we were at this other place. Beautiful. And it was great, you know, yeah. and it's just kind of, and then that, after we left there, another theater heard about us and said, hey, you guys aren't there anymore. Come yeah. here, you know, so it's been cool that's a i think a really important perspective is i've seen a lot of i've mentioned this earlier i've seen a lot of indie teams i feel like once the first venue is like oh we don't have a space anymore well i guess we're not doing this versus like we don't have a space anymore stay tuned yeah we're like this will continue like and that's i think there there has to be a drive there has to be like this passion this continuous drive uh for a leader in terms of just keeping a group that doesn't have a theater specifically attached to it alive. Cause that's a very difficult mm. thing that you have to do. I, do you have advice? Like how, how do you invoke that drive within yourself? Uh, I've put uh, for myself, I've put like, you know, blood, sweat and tears in my life into this. I mean, this has been my life since I moved back to town yeah. back, you know, in 99. And um, I've just, you know, I just keep telling myself, you know, to just to give up, you know, oh, we don't have space. Oh, well, we're done. That's, I can't, I can't, Yeah. you know, I have to, I have to keep going because this is a living and breathing thing, mm. you know, and if I can, and, I, and I've even joked around or even felt like, you know, like maybe this will be, be my last season, you know, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe I'll have someone else do it. Yeah. But then I'm like, but I can't trust anybody to handle my baby. You know, yeah. it's like, I can't do this. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know, so uh, and even the troop members have said, if you don't do it, we're not doing it. It's like, well, no, 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 no. You guys are too good, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I can't leave. I can't like I can't, leave you. I can't leave right? you by yourself. Yeah. Um. So we're rounding out about a half an hour right oh, now. Okay. Uh, wow. Is there anything? I know, right? If, yeah. uh, um. Is there anything that you want to talk about in terms of just improv in general, or maybe like leadership, administration, anything uh, that we haven't talked about yet? Well, if anybody's listening you know, wants to, you know, it, it, it does improv now, you know, um, you know, like there's all different types of, you know, stuff. Uh, I have a friend who, uh, who did improv, uh, at the pit in, uh, New York. And, uh, now him and his wife have opened up a, a, a space called steel city improv down in Pittsburgh. Um, and he's always like, you know, I went to see him at a show of his at the pit and he was like, yeah, we do you know, New York's all long form. New York's, you know, this, this, that's the thing, you know, your, your, your troop wouldn't, you know, wouldn't really make it here because it's short form, but I'm here to say it, it works, you know, okay. short form does work. Um, and if there's people listening who want to start their own troop or struggling, you know, in an improv troop, you know, and not, they're not voices being heard, start your own, you know, start your own thing, Yeah. you know, do it. It's, it's, it's easy and it's hard, but you'll. You know, the benefits are great. Yeah. I love it. How do you break that seal of like, how do you just say, fuck it, I'm starting my own troop right now? Uh, I have always wanted to start a theater group because I was a a theater major uh, in college. And I always wanted to start my own something. 
Yeah. You know, uh, it's always since I was a teenager, you know, I, I remember telling my friends, hey, guys, we're going to start a comedy troupe because, you know, we were all into Monty Python and we're all this and that. We're going to we're going to be like the next Monty Python. And they were like, yeah, OK, Frank, whatever. Um, and then, you know, I tried to start that. That didn't work. But I just kept, you know, then I was in college. We, you know, we did the, I did the other troops. And then we after the summer rep theater um, troupe was over, we decided to branch off and start our, do, keep doing it. And we just kind of. You know, and I felt like, oh, this is it. And then that dissolved. And then it was like, all right, what what can I do now to start? You know, and people were like, Frank, you know, calm down. Just stop it. You know, I was like, no, I have to. I want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what's driving. And that's I, that I I just wanted to do it. You know, I yeah. just want to do my own thing. You know? Yeah, that's and if that if that want exists, then like go for it. But exactly. If it just, doesn't, then just join another. Just theater. join another troop. Yeah, and just be be vocal. You know, yeah. just you know, if you're in a troop right now, things aren't going the way you want bring it up man talk to them say hey because yeah. because it's a family you know and you know when you're in For troop sure. when you're in troop it's it's all about trust and if you don't trust those guys you know get out you know yeah. do your own thing you know because there's other people out there just like you who are wanting to do it too. You know? Yeah, that's. Would you do you have any advice for someone who is like having like doubts or worries or concern about the troop that they're in, like an effective way to approach the leadership of that troop? Um, I would say, look at what you're look look look. How can you better the situation? Yeah. You know, don't sit there and point fingers at the director and say, you know, this is why, and you're that, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, and this is why, and we're not doing this, we're not doing that. Think about ways that you can make things better for it, yeah. for the group as a whole. Um, and that's what we, that's what I, when I, when I was teaching the troop, when we were, and everybody was new, I would say, you know, you're in a scene that sucks, or you know, we'll call it improv hell. Yeah. What can you do? To get out of it what can you do to make can you make a discovery can you i have a term called fuck the elephant when if an audience member suggests you know what you know what is he doing he's fucking an elephant well then you fuck that elephant like you fuck it like you've never fucked before like you just go and do it to you know and give it your all um and i think that if you're having trouble and you need to go you know assess yourself is it you is it the group is it your it place in the group is this not the right group for you yeah you know are, are you a long form guy who's stuck doing short form which can happen or a short form guy who's stuck doing long form you know just kind of just check yourself first and then you know go with solutions don't go with the problem because yeah. I've, I've had many many uh many uh, improvisers in the troop come to me with problems about you know this one and that one or yeah. you know this they're no longer with us um and uh I've, you know, and I've said, well, what do you think we should do about it? Well, I don't know. You're the director. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, it's I'm not having the problem. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're yeah. having the problem. So what can we do to fix this? I'll help you fix it. What can you do as a director to help that person lead themselves into finding a solution? Um, well, you know, I've there. One comes to mind. There was there was somebody in the troop who was having some trouble with the group as as a whole. Uh, felt that she wasn't being um, heard. And she weren't, we weren't doing, it was, it was a boys club. You know, Mm -hmm. she felt that, well, you know, you guys are friends. So, you know, that's why you're doing it. So I would, I would include, I would make her do scenes with the people that she was having problems with, like in, in practice, Mm -hmm. I would say, okay, you and you, you guys are going to do this. You're going to do a scene. And I would do a game that I know she would struggle. She was struggling with. And I knew that the other person was really good at. And to show that, you know, this is, you know, to to offer her that support Mm -hmm. in a scene and then it would just kind of just to try to see how that would work out, um, or give them something to do, you know, mm-hmm. of the of the you know like hey you know I need help you know can you can you create a poster for the show can you 
send out an email blast. Can you handle the Facebook page for me this month? I just, I'm, I'm swamped. I can't do it. Yeah. You know, give them a task. Yeah. Know, give them something like that. Yeah. And that gives them like an active thing. To yeah. Go and then they gives them ownership. Yes. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Um, great. Uh, any last things that you want to talk about? Uh, before, we, before we wrap on, I up? could talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. only have a certain amount of time, There's so I a, dig it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think this is great. Uh, is uh, you know, I just I, I'm glad there's people out there taking interest in what we're doing. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, if someone is interested in nuts and bolts and is looking for you online, uh, do you have any plugs? Any any ways that we have? Well, yeah, we have a we have a podcast yeah. called the NAB Comedy Podcast. You go to iTunes, just type in NAB Comedy. Uh, it'll show up. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> You'll have to check it out, yeah. Um, and uh, much like our, like our shows, we a lot of times we go in not knowing what the hell we're going to do, talk yeah. about, and you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, we they, we have some really good ones. Um, we're also, we also have a website, nabcomedy.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash nabcomedy and you'll find us. Uh, we're at Twitter, at nabcomedy. Um, so just type in NAB comedy in Google and we'll, we'll pop up somewhere. Great. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like ending my podcast with this. Can you give me one recommendation of anything at all? Uh, so it could be a movie, a book, a way of life, a quote, just anything. I just watched a show on Netflix called glow. Okay. Have you seen this? Show? I have not seen it. I'm familiar with it. It is amazing. Um, definitely great. Mark Marin is in it. Yeah. Uh, Alison Brie, uh, amazing character work. And it's, it's about the inner workings of uh, female wrestling, yeah. which I didn't think would be entertaining at all, but it really is. Yeah. Uh, so, so watch glow, go to Netflix and watch glow. It's a, it's a good show for, if you want to look for characters and stuff and it's, it's got behind the scenes of, you know, how they, how they build those characters and how, how wrestling is a soap opera. Yeah. Then you know, and I'm not a wrestling fan, so you know, if anybody's listening, no, yes, Frank is not a wrestling fan, but uh, <laughs> but it's a great show, so watch that. Awesome, awesome. So. Uh, thank you so much thank for seeing me, Frank. Great. Yeah, this was this was wonderful. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for this podcast online, you can find it on Facebook and SoundCloud and iTunes. And listener, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an excellent rest of your day. And that's how I end every podcast. Nice. Uh, well, oops, and I need to